Like Uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. I don't have a tagline, but I have a pitch for um, Drew, a new expression that she can use. And it's, you know how Ralph always says, I'm the parent who stepped up? I think Drew should say, and I'm the parent from step up. <laughs> Alex, excellent joke. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. You may have won gold, but we will not race to this friendship. And that is Kenya and Sheree's tagline. Wait, Kenya and Sheree for racing for gold? Not Sonia? No, they're not racing to Sonia's friendship. Or Drew? Yeah, Drew oh. will never race again. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I'm way too proud of my tagline um you guys can guess who it is i want you to think outside the box a little bit call me norman bates because i love my mother and hiding behind curtains oh whitney yeah 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 whitney you just you you put a, a big austin shep uh, i know whitney's more like but you know but i understand it's tough because they do they also have the same they do and whitney rarely like speaks long enough for you to be like what does this guy sound like yeah okay let's start nice and fun and then we'll get into whatever chaos that was okay atlanta so marlo's all over the place this season we've established that i think i know why she's going after candy which really seems out of left field before the season started all over reddit people were saying candy's gotta go she's bringing nothing so Marlo's reading that thinking, okay, I got to bring it because I have my peach for the first time. I have to make people go, yes, this was a good choice because people have been advocating for her for years to get the peach. So she thinks candy is easy pickings. And what she doesn't know is the current internet is not going for it. They are now loving candy yet again. So that is my Marlo take. Well, Marlo gave candy the best setup for the best line of all time. And that is when candy said... It could be a whore race, and I still wouldn't bet on Marlo. I mean, she should have bet on Marlo because Marlo was clearly going to win the race. <laughs> Poor Drew. I know. It's so interesting that Marlo's also like vibing the most with Drew, or at least like <laughs> hey. deciding Drew is going to be like the person she like stands. It's very weird. And Sonia, mm-hmm. she's having to get into the newbies club. I loved Drew this episode. I don't know what was in the air, but I actually really liked Drew. I felt bad for her when she hurt her ankle instead of laughing at her as I usually do. What's wrong with me? No, I love Drew this season. She was a tough cookie. Yeah. And I thought there's no way she's staying and will like continue to go out with them on every, like in a wheelchair activities. I know. What a trooper. If anything, this is uh, this is the best thing that could have happened to Drew. Honestly. She's going to get sympathy from everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's already like kind of like grounded and like humanized her more in a way it's like putting her in like a vulnerable like state where she's just like happy to be there and like it, it was really upsetting to see like her have that great moment where she's talking about how much she's like proud of ralph and like cheering up and then like, their petty drama immediately interrupts it <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bizarre chain of events but my favorite part of it was the fourth wall breaking of talking about Todd working on production for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that's how they met. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Bravo, for letting us have that. I'm going to give all the credit to Denise Richards with her Bravo, Bravo. 
and they thought you know what we can't we can't pretend like we're not here anymore i'm loving Mm -hmm. this though I love a good fourth wall break. Especially, it's such a part of the story that Candy and Todd have this insider intel on Marlo. We need it. It's a show about a show about women on a show doing a really good job with their show. Unlike Beverly Hills, which is just a show a show. <laughs> That's probably why Marlo is always trying to like condescend to their relationship by being like, oh, you met him in production. Like she's always trying to put like a negative spin on it. And I guess I think you're right, Juliet. It's probably because of, that she knows that he knows. Exactly. Can I say something that might make me a turd? But I was just being empathetic. I'm thinking, okay, I'm on this trip. I would be so annoyed and like, okay, yada, yada, let's speed this up. If somebody took me to their childhood home, I don't give yeah. a fuck who you grew up with, with your neighbors. Like, I don't care at all in your little cul-de-sac, which was really nice, by the way. Like, I don't she, I don't know if that was supposed to be her rags to riches stories, but that was like... The gated ice cream shop? Yeah. That was once <laughs> a plantation. Um, yeah. They were all so polite to her. Like, all of the ladies. I know. No one was more excited than her yeah. to do that. Oh, yeah. that was... I would have been... Okay, so you guys also would have been rolling your eyes. Like, I don't give a shit. But let's not forget we also went and saw Todd's condo. And I know I will not shut up about the stupid condo, but they're just used to having to, like, do these things for their paycheck. It's part of the job description. We will go down memory lane and have to deal with things we do not care about when over yonder there's a catamaran to be ridden. Fair Mm -hmm. enough. Speaking of catamarans, we got to be on the catamaran because Sheree and Kenya missed the Sonia bus? Somebody explain. What? <laughs> this is my theory on that. I think they had no intention of getting on that bus. Like, yeah, it seems like they texted and checked in, but they were not at the bus at 9.30. They were no. on the beach at 9.30, and they were super excited to go on the catamaran. I think... They just don't like Sonia. I think they probably are not having a great time with the fact that she's like such a brand new cast member and is getting this whole trip. So they're kind of fucking with her a bit, pulling out their OG status. That's what I think is happening. I hadn't considered that. I truly just thought that like they were trying to spin it as no, 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 not us. Because I think Kenya can sense that like this is going to become a huge issue. <laughs> though her being late to things and not joining things so that is like a housewife play is to just completely lie and be like actually this isn't our fault that is like the but i do like the more sneaky version that julia just detailed mm-hmm. and sheree is trying desperately to just set up tons of different conversation pivots when her runway fashion show it's now a presentation and not a show mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a this, powerpoint at this point <laughs> yeah we're gonna see some sketches it's a flip book <laughs> yeah if you flip the pages fast enough it will look like models are walking down the runway yes <laughs> i love kenya on this trip i'm really loving kenya and i think that's kind of what's keeping her on the cast because her whole i'm not showing up to things here and there i think that that's like the kiss of death again denise richards i think that's what gets him in the end and i do want to say for the record sonia drives me crazy but she is my favorite newbie out of all of the newbies i think out of mia out of dr wendy out of um oh my diana i don't know do we even count her 
Sonya takes the cake. Not even to mention the Southern Charm newbies. Like, I completely oh. agree. <laughs> oh, girl one? <laughs> yeah. Sonya's doing a good job, as annoying as it might be, of, like, presenting herself. Mm-hmm. I found it extremely sexy when her husband stood up to defend her. Did he have really anything to say? No, but you know what? <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, you guys ready for Southern Charm? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I present to you a timeline curated by me and Google.com. Sierra went back with Austin after the summer. It's established timeline. Kyle and Amanda's wedding, September 25th. Sierra snubs Austin at wedding. Then I had to place this episode where we learned that Austin and Sierra hooked up. When was this? I don't know. I can't really tell. But I did have a date to go off of, which is Madison getting engaged on Amazon Live, which happened mid-October. Which means Sierra was mad at him and not talking to him in September and was over it, quote unquote, and then slept with him in past October. Thoughts? Yeah, not surprised at all. I mean, I'm not disappointed um, in Sierra. I expect that from Sierra. No, what happened to our smart girl? <laughs> I expect that from Austin. I am disappointed we didn't get eyes on her. It's like production is only letting Paige through. They're not going to let Sierra through. It's almost like they weren't even going to yeah. mention her until like Austin was acting all pissed off about Olivia's date. Mm-hmm. Like they were keeping yeah. her like hidden. I could say Sierra being like, I'm not going to be on the show. I'm not doing that again. And then um, there's no way that she said that, by the okay. way. Thank you, Julia, for reminding me that these are not real people. <laughs> these are reality TV stars, and they are here to be on reality TV. Here's the disappointing thing about Sierra, though, Julia. She really likes Austin. It's not about the oh, show. Oh, This is like when Julia showed me The Bachelor, and I thought we were all in on it together, and then one of the women got voted off and was crying, and I couldn't wrap my head around it. I thought they all knew that they were on this stupid show. With this stupid guy. I didn't realize that they actually liked him, and I I could not wrap my head around that. So, oof. Okay, changing gears a little bit. Whitney is objectively cute, so why is he so repulsive? I couldn't figure it out. And then when Taylor and Shep call Whitney and he says, it might be a little cold tonight, so uh, bring your cardigan. I thought, oh, there it is. Yep, there it is. Yep. He's just gross. He's just like me. It was actually there way before. It was when (laughs) Naomi was telling us that she had hooked up with Whitney. And his line to her is, we need to breed. Mom would love it. Ew. And you know, Naomi's like, I already fucked this up once. I already left this show, my job for this stupid guy. And here I am back. I got a, what a, what a look. What if I come back as the queen of Southern charm by sleeping with one of the producers? Cause he produces it, right? It's like his show. Yeah. This whole show is his idea. And it goes back to like what me and Julia were talking about last week about Whitney's self-awareness. If he has any. This episode, as dumb and like weird and creepy as he comes across, confirmed he's totally aware of what's going on. A hundred percent. He was in full producer mode, pacing outside of Craig and Austin's room while they were talking about him. For 15 minutes. For 15 minutes. minutes. I'm sure he like left like the monitor nearby that like they're using to like study like what's happening. I was like, okay, I'm just, maybe he just got like a little annoyed and kept talking about him. So he inserted himself, but it does feel like and I've seen this theory floated around online too, that he he knows nothing's really happening this season. 
So he needs to like step up himself. He needs to reinsert himself in the drama. Like the good old days where he was one of the good old boys. And he was one of the major sources of drama on this show. He would always sleep with everyone's girlfriends. He'd be in love triangles. Really? Yeah. Yes. And Catherine and Thomas Ravenel were the first love triangle on Southern Charm. And he revealed oh. this information to Thomas in a very similar way, like around a campfire on a trip as it went down with Craig on this episode. It just feels like this weird, like throwback to early Southern Charm. Which is why I love it. Okay, I need to watch some OG episodes. Um, I'm so sad that we were missing OG Catherine. She would have been great on this trip. I feel like Craig could have really used her as a confidant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about Catherine's time in the sun. She just seems like sad. And she always kind of seems like sad and tired. But this season, she's not even on camera being sad and tired. I don't know. So but that's so crazy about the Whitney stuff. Because I can't even picture it. Because right now, I feel like I've seen Patricia, his mom probably three times more than I've seen him on screen. And that's true of like the series overall. Okay. Hmm. Julia, what do you think about our poor boy, Craig, our Bravo boy? Wait, we have a new Bravo boy. Oh, that's right. Our old Bravo boy. Austin is working his ass off. (laughs) I hate him. No, yeah. I I still, he he, he still is the Bravo boy, but this week had me feeling real sad for our old Bravo boy. Well, first I was loving life hearing Austin and Craig talking through each other's walls, giving each other a high five through the wall, but because they couldn't see each other, not realizing that they had actually had a successful wall on wall (laughs) high five. Very emblematic of their relationship. I was going to say, what a metaphor. (laughs) May have been the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm not going to feel too sorry for Craig. And this is the reason why he and Paige were a little too into Naomi really, really wanting to get back together with him. I think they were just loving that a little Ooh, too much. Paige is driving that one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't feel bad about that at all. I feel more bad about Shep and Whitney's history of bullying him. Oh, that was really sad, especially because even Austin, as we see in the preview, starts taking their side, Shep and Whitney. That is so sad. That was really hard. Oh, poor Craig. But he is successful and they are jealous. So he said it. We all are on your side, Craig. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, everybody likes Craig, but he does mm-hmm. seem a little off this season. He didn't really stand out to me last season and he seems like off the wall. I think this reunion is going to be great. But like, think about last reunion. It was so Catherine heavy. Who who was the star of last reunion as well? Craig. And this is a much more Craig centered season. And Madison. Yeah. I mean, Madison will be back. Somebody get that boy some cocaine. Who will be allegedly. like in the reunion? I don't even know who the cast of this show is anymore. <laughs> There's so many random people. Marcy. What I don't understand is why didn't we get pre-pregnant Marcy? That girl seemed like um, a Conspiracy hoot. theory. Hmm. Conspiracy theory with absolutely no evidence to back it up other than vibes. Okay. Whitney's the father I- of her baby. <laughs> Oh my God, that's even better. No, this, and I posted this as a comment on somebody's post through our Instagram. So if you see it floating around, it was still my original idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Marcy signed a contract before she got pregnant or she Mm. didn't know she was pregnant yet. And I think within those contracts, it's you have to shoot this many solo scenes. You have to do this many cast trips. You have to do this many this. She signs that contract. Oops, guess what? I'm three months pregnant or whatever. She has her shotgun wedding. And here we are. Yeah, because when this episode, one of the few things she says is like, well, we got 21 days. It's like, what are you doing on this trip? Why are you on the show? Totally. Also, I was thinking about it. She barely knows her husband. They were dating. Yeah. She got pregnant. Like, I mean, it's good that they're spending time together. I don't know. But it's not like, I'm sorry. It's not like he's her husband that she's known for forever. She's been pregnant with him longer than she hasn't been. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. If our math is checking out. He seems very nice. He does seem very, very nice, but like, think about if my conspiracy theory is true, who production would have signed was, oh, we got a female Shep. It's her cousin. She's got this guy she's been saying she'll probably cheat on him and we can have that as a storyline. But why hold out on us so many years? Disappointed. Bad timing. It is bad timing, but it actually kind of works out because now we're going hard on the why won't Shep get married Mm -hmm. storyline. It's just weird timing because... Like, they brought her on to a season where they also brought on, like, at least four other major cast members. It's not like they were lacking, like, a role of any kind. No, we got tons of new people. We have tons of Olivia's. The Diana of Southern Jar. (laughs) Her and Austin's relationship never had a moment in the sun. It has been in the clouds this whole time. It's not even a real relationship. It's so weird. Austin's so funny about it, though. I love it. I love how weird yeah. he is on the bus about it. Where he's like, oh yeah, I bet you enjoyed your date. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> full Austin mode. <laughs> I love him. Oh, I re- <laughs> this show is awful. All right, you guys ready for Beverly Hills? Oh, it's the best show. Wait, we didn't even talk about Shep falling in his chair. But yes, let's go on to Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay, Beverly Hills. Okay. I come with you with Tales from the Internet. Erica, a couple episodes ago, said, I'm happy that you have Cherie because Sutton is a liability to Garcelle. The irony of last week, which I could not bring you this hot off the press because I was not here. uh, Cherie was contacted by the FBI for selling counterfeit purses online. (laughs) Is that why we don't have Cherie? Probably so. Because Cherie is gone. Every once she in a while, you get gone. a glimpse of Cherie in a corner. She's like Katie from Dallas. Do you remember the redhead Katie from Dallas? You mean that Jennifer girl? from Dallas? Oh, shit. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who also got written out. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see if we see her a little bit more, or if we see her at the reunion, which they're already taking questions for. They started taking questions for last week. And we know we haven't even seen like half the hot goss, so... I'm going to plug another podcast as I have to bring them up to say what I want to say next. But the Bravo Docket podcast. Oh, God, it's so good. Better cover this Cherie scandal because I will not like read, but I will listen to what these ladies have done. (laughs) Much like Kyle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you'll hear a brief summary of it. They read us the complaint against Erica Jane in a new lawsuit that names her and only her in this lawsuit. It's bad. And in the complaint, there is one sassy, Bravo-loving human who watched and took notes on every single episode of Beverly Hills with Erica Jane. All of the quotes are in there. And the quotes are to die for. 
And she does implicate herself several times. So I thought it was so funny when Seton had her whole, I'm not the liability, you are. Like there can only be one. And Erica's like, I know why, I know why. And it's like, (laughs) well, this is like saying that Meredith called the FBI on Jen Shaw. The FBI doesn't need (laughs) Meredith. They're the FBI. (laughs) Yeah, um, the Bravo docket cannot recommend enough. It's two lawyers who basically go through Bravo themed court cases. And it's amazing. They do a lot of research, unlike us. (laughs) But from those two episodes that they just did, Erica has no hope. This is it. Yeah. There's no way she's getting out of this one. It's bad. It's worse than you'd think. Erica just being on this show, though, is also doing a bad job for her own image. Even just her bringing up the fact that people are trying to accuse her of being an alcoholic. She brings up that topic goes, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. So the whole Erica denying that she has an alcohol problem seems kind of weird. And I don't know why she's acting like it's a rumor. She sarcastically admitted to her alcohol problem Mm -hmm. in her denial. It was confusing. I have three tiers. Tier number one, Erica says that she can't be an alcoholic because if she was one of these three women motioning to Kyle, Dorit, and Rena would have said something. Please flash back to that one time that Rena went over to her house to have what was basically an intervention. I was shocked that that wasn't brought up or flashed back to. Number two, she fell and hit her head. She was so drunk, she fell down and hit her head. And my number one, she swore at Garcelle's son. And when Erica is saying, I had three mishaps, I know she's not including the Rena. So what was the third one? <laughs> and she said that her doctor said that she can't mix alcohol with her prescription medication. It's weird how she like kind of admits to like wrongdoing, but then like uses that to like target Sutton and Garcelle. I really don't know what her game is. And what's more confusing, I don't know what Rena's game is. Her going so hard at Garcelle, being like, do you hear her about Diana? <laughs> After Rinna just had her breakdown, it's, I really don't know what, I feel like they're all like, they're all drowning and they're like trying to like grab onto any sort of like life raft. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's weights on every life raft that they grab onto. I mean, the internet is so Team Sutton Garcelle and like Crystal kind of gets thrown in there sometimes. I don't know why. That <laughs> people are like, oh yeah, Crystal. I I think that they know their days are numbered. The rumor on the street is that Diana and Rena are gone. And by the way, I was watching Beverly Hills last night with Pat and I was introducing all of the ladies as they came in because he needs to know these characters. He was taking notes, I'm sure. I was introducing them. There's Garcelle. That's Rena. I don't know who that is. That's just a background person. That's a background person. Oh, wait, never mind. It was Diana. I didn't realize till (gasps) two scenes later. Yeah. Yeah. She's toast. There's no way, right? Sutton destroyed her spirit. She is now just like lifeless. She is like, (laughs) she like can't, she can't do anything. I feel like Sutton truly wrecked her. You can see it. She's bringing nothing to the show now. I love it. Even Kathy Hilton, who doesn't know who anyone is and never understands what's going on, knows that to be on Sutton and Garcelle's side is the correct side. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Kathy Corner, my Kathy Corner is Kathy uh, sneaking up from behind a corner 
out of nowhere after Crystal's big emotional scene. I thought it was a very weird appearance for her to make. And demanding crackers? <laughs> yeah, after like being like the most cognizant and clear we've ever seen her on the show <laughs> to then demand food. <laughs> Julie, do you have a Kathy corner? I do, and that is when we are at Rena's Take Two Beauty Launch. Kyle is eating appetizers, and Kathy's like, I thought we were going out to dinner. Stop stuffing your trap. It was like rude, especially for a woman who constantly needs a snack to call her sister out for also needing a snack. Anyway, hilarious. I can't believe neither of you said it. This isn't my Kathy quarter, but there's no way we can't not mention it during a spicy time. The, I'm sorry, I can't even say it. The charity, Mm -hmm. Homeless Not Toothless, Mm -hmm. Kathy starts laughing at the name and then gets (laughs) scolded by Dorit, turns around to Garcelle and starts whispering, Toothless, Homeless, Homeless, Toothless, (laughs) like she's casting a spell, (laughs) mocking Dorit and her insane charity name. Um, real quick on Homeless Not Toothless, I looked at their reviews and they were very bad. And mm-hmm. then mid mm-hmm. this week, they plummeted down to a 1.9 <gasps> because you of said they were at br- two last week, mm-hmm. right? They Bravo viewers were just like ripping the name to shreds, mm-hmm. like Alex and I joked about doing. However, we did not do that. And then today, re looked, they're back to a 2.9, so up from my last 2.7. And they have had all of those removed. And as someone who's tried to get reviews removed from Google, it's extremely hard. So Homeless Not Toothless has an in at Google Review. Julia, would you say they have, they got some teeth in the game? (laughs) Okay, my real Kathy corner though. It's a little dark. Kathy is speaking to somebody, I don't remember who. And she says, my husband and I were talking. And if you get caught doing the wrong thing, you're canceled. That's it. Which was some dark foreshadowing for what is supposedly to come, which is Rena calling out Kathy for this all being a shtick and her actually being racist and homophobic. Yeah, there was no uh, reason for them to include that in there without like that foresight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Garcelle takeaway of this whole situation: the Fox Force Five is trying. To- Are there five of them? I think Lisa Vanderpump was a part of them. So Fox Force Four. And friends, okay, <laughs> are trying to use their friendship as leverage against Garcelle to kick out Sutton. We can't be friends with you if you're friends with Sutton. They're trying to get Garcelle on their side, kicking out Sutton. What they're not understanding for some reason, Garcelle doesn't want their friendship. Mm-mm. You know what they also are not aware of somehow? They mm. hate Garcelle. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Openly. Yeah, she's too honest. She's not playing the game they're playing. She's too good. She's not pretending that she's being broken into. You know what's interesting is her and Kyle kind of do the same thing. They'll like be the ones that prompt the discussion, the argument, whatever. Mm -hmm. They'll say what no one else is willing to bring up. Garcelle does it in a way where like she's open to like discuss to like, here's the floor. We're going to actually get into it. We're going to try to heal. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kyle feels like she's trying to produce the show. Like Kyle's trying mm-hmm. to create this really like fiery scene. She's too chunky with it. It's so clunky and awkward. And Garcelle, I don't realize she's done it no, yeah. until a day later. And I'm like, wait, who else has this magical trick is Leva on Southern Charm. Yeah, for sure. Next time you watch Southern Charm, Leva does nothing besides walk in, stir shit, and leave. Leva is so good at it. And I barely notice. And Garcelle is also really good at it. Mm-hmm. Rena. Not good at it. 
No. Kyle's doing this thing where she's she's been doing it for a while now where she stays silent in a group argument, but then always has amazing testimonials where she always picks the right side of history in that argument. And it Yeah, when her writers are on staff, mm-hmm. you mean. Yeah. Speaking of Kyle, why did Kyle's birthday have such weird vibes? You mean like the the dancers? <laughs> No, her birthday dinner. Oh, the dinner. Wait, with her daughters and the yeah, the matching pajamas. pajamas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is it because Mauricio threatened to go nude. Do you know, like, okay, if you watch a closed door mystery and then they've all like think like Clue esque, or and then there'll be none. They all have gathered at this table, and it's this big table, and they're waiting to meet their host, and they know that they're all there for some nefarious reason. Mm-hmm. That's what that birthday dinner was. <laughs> They were all hammering her way on their crabs, too. I mean, there was murder yeah. weapons in sight. <laughs> Maybe that was it. An interesting thing I realized about Rinna from this season is the scenes with Erica and Rinna really bring out the best in Rinna. Like, it's in those scenes where I'm kind of like, oh, this isn't like the person that I hate in all these other scenes. Somehow, it's when mm-hmm. she's paired with her, like, she's actually empathetic. Like that episode, I mean, that you talked about where she actually like wants to talk to Eric about her boozing and meds problem. But then in this episode, when they're talking about Sun, it was actually like a nuanced and measured discussion of their feelings about her. And Rinna cops to being like, I've been like totally rough on her. And then the next sequence, she's just full on like crazed Rinna again. It's so weird. Very weird. Ugh. I will be happy to be rid of her, I guess. Your thoughts? Me too. I just want Garcelle, Sutton, and a whole new crew. Lala Kent. We need an FBI consultant, though, because I think Cherie would have been amazing, but we don't get to see her anymore. We need an FBI consultant to, like, tell Bravo who will not make it through a whole season. Yeah. (laughs) I do like the FBI becoming a character in these Bravo shows. Like, I really am enjoying it. But, like, I don't want someone who, like, gives us one episode of glitter and then is just cut from the scene like Cherie. You need that Shaw fallout. Yes. I need a amazing event. Bravo is experiencing, like, FBI ex machina. Like, we're having a season, and we're like, we don't know what to do with Jin Shah. And then the FBI just comes and is plucking people out one at I a time. love the idea of there being, like, an FBI unit that just has to watch Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> we got to monitor who they're putting on these shows. Oh, man. Are we ready for awards? Yes. All right. I am coming to you with two awards. Number one, my... Whitney Rose Bad Bangs Award, which could also be called the Bad Bangs Kyle Award. Mm-hmm. I give this to Ms. Lala Kent, who has just the worst bangs right now. Oh, no. They are horrible. They're so bad. Look them up on Instagram. Oh, no. Number two, my real award is the Mary Cosby School of Acting Award. Shit. I knew it. I said you were going to have the same. We're going to have the same award. Mary Cosby's School of Acting Award goes to Miss Drew when she is trying to help Candy. She says, the five senses, does it smell like hospital? As an example. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to both Miss Lala and also Miss Drew. Alex, did I steal still, your award? I don't even know what to say. That was a much better version of what I was going to say for my award. Oh, say yours anyway. Say yours anyway. It was truly was just the hospital smell award. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine is better. <laughs> but it'd be fun if we had a recurring hospital smell award. Julia, your award? 
My favorite Bravo trope, as we all know, is picking rooms on vacation. My best room pick on a Bravo trip award goes to Whitney for Mm. pairing cast members up to where they had to share a room and then giving his new lady the option of two of the best rooms. And when she picked one versus the other, the other room sat vacant. Congratulations, Whitney. Your intentions are very known. I want to say, wasn't it kind of weird, though, that we saw the whole, like, he showed everyone their rooms, and then everyone kind of just, like, stayed a group. Like, everyone, like, stayed a group together and watched everyone get their room. I just thought it was very strange. It was very anti-Housewives. Housewives scatter. Yeah. Southern charm sticks together. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 